Welcome back to Nah Fam, the podcast. <laughs> that was so cool. That was funny that for was you? That was really cool. You ruined it. That way you laughed through the whole thing. <laughs> I did not. I laughed when it was over. <laughs> okay. <Jeez>. Anyway. <laughs> Does that make it seem more exciting? Uh-huh. Today's special guest. Whoa. Did you know you could... Wow, you missed yeah. your calling as a voiceover. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a special guest today again, though. We've got Rudy in the house. Yeah. Little Rudy. Yeah, little Rudy. We'll see if he makes it through another episode again, like he did yesterday. He just sat here and mm -hmm. laid down, and he's doing the same he's thing right now. He's such a good puppy. He knock Don't, on wood. I know it's too he early. He was so good overnight. Perfect he angel. He was so far. He's yeah. He's pretty good. Not perfect, but perfectly imperfect. Perfect for. As he, perfect he's as it doing can get well. For a puppy. Don't jinx anything. Okay. Anyway. 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 So what's going on? Um, nothing. What's going on with you? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. It's an exciting Monday. Nothing. Nothing going on for middle child Jim. No boring middle child Jim. Boring middle um, child yeah. Jim. Actually, so you wanted to talk about siblings and about I've our been placement. Wanting, I've been wanting to do... I've been, well, I wanted to do a long time ago. I talked about wanting to, or that we should talk about our, it's been brought up a couple of times and every time I'm like, oh, we should talk more about that at some point about our, our, like our, <laughs> our, our, our placement and our sibships. Like you're a middle child. Yeah. I'm a baby. I'm an only girl. You're an only boy. So I and there's a subject. There's some objective information about sibling theory type things, and then there's yes. our subjective experiences. Yeah. And I thought it would be kind of neat to just explore that a little bit. So subjectively, I started out by looking at birth order theory. I think is what it was called. Okay, and yeah. you corrected me on the guy's name that worked with Freud that developed this Alfred theory. Adler. Alfred Adler. Yeah. Anyway. So I He's read a little a bit about deal. that, and interestingly enough, I found a difference between oldest, youngest, um, middle, but then there was, it actually started with oldest, and then it went to second child, and then it went to middle child. And right. I was kind of like, well, I didn't like that, because when I read second child, which I am, second child. And a middle. And a middle. Yeah. I definitely related more to the second child description than the middle child. Um, okay. I think there were some of both, characteristics of both that kind of hit home. Well, you know that none of this is like in, well, so you know, an exact science. Let right? me take it a step further because then there was a research article that I found from 2022 in August that surveyed like 85,000 children, well, um, siblings between the ages of like 10 and 60. And they basically said that the... Um, gender of the older or younger sibling really had no impact on the personality side, mm -hmm. like distinguishable impact on it. There's m many, many other factors yeah. that so do. So birth, birth order theory, like yes. basically kind of just like as a framework of suggesting that like right. your birth order has an impact on your personality. So I was curious. How you develop. I was curious to this, the, the difference between, I grew up obviously middle child, boy, Younger sister, older sister. You grew up youngest of four, mm -hmm. three older brothers. Mm -hmm. So I was curious, well, what impact that, does that have? And of course there's, well, if you have sisters as, you know, siblings, then you're probably a better boyfriend and all this stuff. And it's like that, okay, <laughs> there's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anyway, yeah, some of the stuff I'm like, I think that there's some truth in that, but at the same time, that's not, that's all subjective too. That mm -hmm. depends on so many other factors that I don't think there's a ton of, of relevance course, there. Of course, well, I know. I think I'm they just would, stating I the obvious. I think that any research article on this theory would state that yeah. as a disclaimer. Yeah. However, yeah. But anyway, the article that I saw, there was a number of different categories that they. So, talked what were about, some of the things that you saw? Because okay, so there was second child, and then there, they put middle because they they no. also defined that like once a baby enters the picture that changes yes. the whole dynamic for that second child. Well, I can start out And with there can be one middle child and there can be multiple middle children if there's a big family. Right. I can start out with second child. Um, 
This said that second-born and middle children begin their lives with their parents' attention on the firstborn. Having an older sibling as a role model makes second-born and middle children... Uh, what, what can you reference? This was betterhelp.com. So okay. I don't know where they got this can you, from. Anyway, why don't you just like read the bullet points of the, cause don't they bullet point it? I think I do. ran across that same one. Okay. A second child may be more competitive. It, I was almost done. There wasn't much more to it. I wasn't going to read like three paragraphs. Okay. Anyway, thank you. be more competitive, lack the undivided attention of parents, be a people pleaser, be a peacemaker, develop abilities. The first child doesn't exhibit to gain attention, be rebellious, be independent and not need the support of others. That was the bullet points for a second child. Okay. Those were the bullet points. Middle child tendencies uh, can feel like life is unfair, can be even-tempered, may feel unloved or left out, may not have the rights and responsibilities of the oldest sibling or the privileges of the youngest, may be adaptable, can be impatient, may be outgoing and rambunctious, may treat younger siblings more roughly, can feel squeezed in the family environment. You're birthing a baby out of your mouth I again. am. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> okay, so you're telling me you never had any of that resentment. To the, you're not relating to the middle child situation. I, I'm saying that I'm sure uh, probably deep down, there's probably a lot of truth in that. Outwardly, I didn't necessarily feel a lot of that. And I well, think this is... not your personality. You, okay. don't, you, don't, you don't exhibit... It. But also, this is where I think the difference comes in with having two sisters older and younger and me being the middle child mm -hmm. and being a boy is there were different expectations. We oh, talked about that before. That? And again, I want to be make explicit. This is a subjective experience. Totally. This is not, we're not, we're, we're going to talk about not our objective realities, our subjective realities. Oh, thank before you. Before anybody gets offended uh, by anything. Thank you for clarifying Go that ahead. before the mob <laughs> comes after us. <clears throat> no, I'm just saying that I think that I, Definitely felt more pressure to do certain things around the house, certain chores, um, different level of responsibility. But what, I, what do you mean? Like, because you, okay, so and you you embrace that role. You kind of like I got to be the man of the house here. Is that what you're saying? No, I felt like I it was just it was the expectation that I had to do that. So I had to cut the grass. I had to take care of those things, those kinds of things. I had to do more of the physical chores and which some of it I actually some of it I liked but a lot of it with the routine stuff like cutting the grass it was like you know my sister can cut the grass too like there's so the no reason the subjective reality is is that there was different expectations are you telling me that you felt like there were higher expectations too or just different expectations I I definitely felt like there were higher expectations but looking back I think that that wasn't maybe the case in certain like Okay, there were certain expectations that I do certain chores around the house mm -hmm. and treated differently in that way. But the expectations as far as, you know, school and other activities and things like that, I don't think that they were really, there was that much of a different do expectation you, besides oh. maybe what I placed on myself, you know. Okay, so like, and then the articles too talk a lot about how like, it feels like the older one gets more of the praise and attention and that your accomplishments aren't as important. Did you, do you feel like any of that was a situation for you? No, I don't think so. We were all three years apart and I'm sure spacing makes somewhat of a difference, but because we'd be at slightly different stages, although close. Um, but I never, I never really felt like, Oh, my older sister's getting all the accolades here, all the praise and all the attention. Like, I don't think I. Did you feel really additionally competitive? I think competitive, competitive. Yes. Because I'm thinking about our kids too. And like, I see a lot of these things playing out and obviously our kids travel among families. So their role in this changes outside of our household. But um, it's interesting because I'm like, oh yeah, I can definitely see these things the, yeah, for sure. <laughs> within ours. In my yeah. in our and within our household. Without a doubt. It's a reflection of the sibship I grew up in, which I've already totally. said is mirrors, which is so fascinating. Which I I think it is fascinating because I think we're both well like very in tune and aware of those things mm -hmm. growing up in families with obviously our positions and multiple siblings and I think that we try to be good about that, but that just exists. It's a natural thing that the competition and the kind of the way they view each other and their roles and you know. Yeah. So yeah. Was there a feeling of like the oldest is the leader of the family or, but I'm curious because there's this gender thing going on too, where it's like, did it feel that way? You know, 
Like again, I think that this is where I yes, in some I mean in certain situations <laughs> I would say yes, absolutely. The my older sister like took the lead on certain things and what you know kind of followed her lead as an older sibling. I don't think that held true across the board, but there was naturally like yeah, she's the oldest one, so she kind of. But you don't remember things. whether or not you looked up to her. This is a world where you actually relate to people and connect to them. I understand that might I, be, <laughs> not have been the objective reality, but I don't think um, I looked up to her and like. <laughs> I aspire to be like you or like you are imparting this, like you have this knowledge. To sh- I, I don't, you don't remember being at school and like, that's my, that's my older sister. Like, no, but, uh, but I like, that's so cool. No, but like when I did, when I did get to high school, obviously she was a senior, I was a freshman. And so like, there was like a little bit of like, she, she did look out for me. Like, there's no doubt about that, that she had people like that. She was friends with that kind of, you know, they would say hi and they would just be, friendly and so there was definitely that um dynamic that existed and so were you a sophomore because my brother i think graduated the same year as your sister and i was a freshman oh, when he was okay. a senior yes 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 our, i'm sorry my freshman was not and it wasn't yes, in high school though, that's my, correct she my, was a junior when i was a freshman okay. and yeah senior sophomore. yes that's correct okay. okay yeah sorry i was off on that but um no that dynamic existed but as far as like looking up to her yeah, I don't. I guess I don't. What remember about that much. the feelings? How do you feel like gender played in? Did you feel like you had to take care in you know, these gender stereotypical roles that you had to sort of be a leader in the family with, within your sibling group? Maybe I should. Maybe I should have. But I mean, not. No, I'm asking yeah, you. There's no, no right answer here. No, and I, I was just thinking back on like you know, with my younger sister, especially like taking more of a lead in certain ways, and I probably didn't as much as I could have but no I I mean I didn't feel like there was like like that I'm feeling a lot of like I'm not feeling a lot I, I wanted to ask you about that when you read up the things up that a mm-hmm. peacemaker peacekeeper situation did you relate to that at all because I mean you definitely are a, a, we've talked about this you're that guy so do you feel like oh that makes sense yeah but it makes yeah well it makes sense now for sure absolutely and how I navigate but even when I was younger to an extent it did, but we were pretty harmonious between my younger and older sister. I mean, we Do you obviously think that fought was because of you, but, though? I mean, no um, opinion, Jim in the middle, like one wanting to do one and one wanting to do another and you being like, we're all going to do everything, guys. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think that my older sister and I ganged up on my younger sister more than any other dynamic, two out of three picking on somebody else. Like mm-hmm. that definitely existed, but it wasn't like in a, you know how some siblings I were, it's pretty brutal. Like I don't like my siblings. Probably like yours and we'll many other that. people. But um <laughs> I mean I feel like there was always a balance to it. Like even if it was kind of mean spirited, it was you know, we kinda squashed it pretty quick. Like was was good fun. Okay. So boring. Boring. <laughs> 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 May, compared, compared to how you grew up <laughs> yes definitely boring let's not let's talk about that let's get into that uh, no i want to know more about what you anything you read or whatever and like i'm not surprised no, but, that you have nothing to say but could you you know yeah, i don't but know the, dig well, deep here this comes in this comes in this stress. comes into play with just family dynamics in general and like my family's more guarded in that way like we you know everything is um kept pretty like even keel to some degree, like nobody wants to rock the boat. So, you know, that dynamic there wasn't, family, there wasn't necessarily a temper tra- tantrum occurring on the daily. Co- correct. You no, know, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like that is absolutely correct. We are always, yeah. Um, which I think in some ways isn't always a good thing to be able to just like, yeah, let shit fly. So and, I mean, you never felt like there was fights to the point where like I think that there were some but not not relatively speaking are, not many okay you're not like ever feeling like oh I was always the one that got blamed for things or so-and-so got blamed for things or so-and-so was always like what, what mm. I mean like not not without like for yeah. you like what would your like just stick to you obviously well yeah no I think that's that's a, that's a, a Again, this is a subjective reality. I, I know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I hope you <laughs> don't think I'm worried about that. I know you put it out there. My subjective experience, and uh-huh. you're right. My memories are very clouded when it comes to my childhood. We all have a subjective experience. Right. Like, that's the point. It's, I know. it's evaluating our subjective. So what experience. I say when you you ask me specific, like we ask me certain things, like in a general sense, I would say that I felt that I 
more a little probably more accountability was placed on me in certain situations um that's just a general feeling that i have as being the boy in the family mm-hmm. okay. you know the male like i think that that was just kind of a natural thing like well you had but i don't think it was in a way that was so like blaming me for like you you have to step up and you have to do this no, but it was just the what, undertones like of they it say that's part of the middle yeah child the undertones of it were, were definitely like well like, you should have also like the you should have taken care of this should have been your you know you should have looked out for your sister in this case you should have done like i do feel like that 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 you know existed which well yeah again, and according to true birth order theory it's this idea of like the oldest is the first to go through all these mm-hmm. things. The youngest is kind of more emotionally needy or physically needy. So you're just supposed to like, you're just in the middle. Nobody's really paying a lot of attention. Which is totally true. So it means take one for the team a lot. Like there's that sort of, that's my understanding of it. Yeah, no, and I think I think that's 100% true. I think that I just kind of like, yeah, I floated in the middle in that position. You know, with whether it was my social scene or school or anything else, it was like, yeah, I just kind of floated by in that position. And I think that there was probably more attention. Again, a lot of it, just the nature of how it played out, but just on my older and younger sister and mm-hmm. situations, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I, was I, th- reading I, I think, and I could be totally off on this, but my sense of how I was growing up was I was, I was very even tempered and I was very just like, even keel and in the middle and you know i well, didn't push myself academically the way i could have but i was also like never struggled to get by so it was just kind of like i didn't need a lot of attention in that it's way it's naturally easier to ask those kids to take one for the team because there's yeah. less resistance yeah. i mean we get that all the time over here like you know and and it's mm-hmm. interesting i mean it's not just like and understand that these that it's a child, obviously, but like these children are also sort of actively actively participating by not making noise. They're yeah. also actively participating in this role of like, fine, I guess I will sacrifice because I'm not throwing a temper tantrum situation. And it's like, well, you could throw a temper tantrum. <laughs> Again, and that's one of those things that I think we're we're very aware of, and we've actually said that to the kids, mm-hmm. certain kids. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know you can have an opinion here and you mm-hmm. can speak up. And like, if you don't, then you're going to get what, what, <laughs> whatever else the situation is. Yeah. Like, we're just going to yeah. go and do that yeah. if you're not going to speak up. But also you have a voice here and you can use your voice. So we're giving you that opportunity and that space to do that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you're going to have a temper tantrum, you can have a temper tantrum. And I mean, I don't know what the response is going to be to that. But at the same time, like you have your own voice and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that we always, always, always say that. But then it's like, well, I've asked you three times. You've said you don't care. Yeah. So if you do care, that's on you at this point. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. That's something that we've definitely have talked about amongst the two of us. It's like you can only give somebody an oper- so much opportunity at some point. It's their responsibility to voice something. And if they mm-hmm. don't, they don't. And if we don't know why, we don't know why. It just is what it is. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, and then there does, you know, obviously I can, you can probably, I'm sorry, I just <laughs> itched my okay eye and then I poked the microphone. <laughs> you, as you, as a middle child growing up, you are identifying more with the peacemaking roles and not mm-hmm. the rebellion you know, there's talk in the in the literature about that they can sort of take a rebellious yeah, role. Yeah, but I'm as gonna. Well. I would also say that there is on a very subdued level. I do have a re, a little bit of a rebellious spirit. Of course in you me. do. Is you're a passive rebellious rebel, so, rebeller? Exactly. That. So <laughs> yes, I can re, I can definitely relate to that. Just mm-hmm. not to the extent like I I keep things very kind of tight knit and close. Like I. Mm-hmm. So, but. There's yes, I do have a rebellious spirit. I learned, I I truly learned, experienced the term passive aggressive. Like people would say that. I never really knew what that meant, and then I met you, and I was like, oh, I get it now. That's what that is. That's what that is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, and and certainly everybody has a rebellious side, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Of course. I mean, you just choose to do yours passively and under the radar. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I I think that I still am, I have a lot of uh, 
feelings about that like maybe maybe shame around it being rebellious hmm. like if i'm gonna do something that's that's seemingly rebellious and mm. again whatever mm-hmm. boring rebellion rebellious nature or fashion that that might be in it's it's i, I very much is kind of like well maybe i shouldn't feel i mean to some extent i also feel like i can do whatever the hell i want i'm a i'm an adult and i can make my choices but as a kid it was definitely more passive aggressive and then some of that's carried over even to, into adulthood for sure mm-hmm. because that's the only way i've known to do it okay i could see that it's like the way of being able to be yourself but also not feel mm-hmm. like you're letting somebody else down in doing so mm-hmm. just be a little passive aggressive about it and kind of slip it in here and there and mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but yeah you grew up with three older brothers mm-hmm. the oldest nine years older than you so mm-hmm. i mean big age difference big. when you're kids <laughs> um yeah in your experience growing up and i had some friends similarly situated or at least you know, maybe not such an age difference but at the same time with older siblings mm-hmm. that grew up very differently mm-hmm. because of that mm-hmm so what did that look like for you being the youngest? Well, well, what's okay. So before you start, <laughs> yeah, since what does, I've it say? The, what does the literature say on the uh, youngest, maybe charming and outgoing. Eh, <laughs> I was definitely can be, not outgoing. Can be an attention seeker. Ding, ding. Behaves like the only child. I don't know about that. Feels inferior. Like everyone is bigger or more capable ding ding mm-hmm. expects others to make decisions and take responsibility that's true may not be taken that's, seriously th- that's your experience with me that's not everybody's experience with me go ahead well when i say take re- okay anyway doesn't matter can become speedier in development to catch up to other siblings that's it that's, that's all it. they have to say that's about the baby boring <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares at that point your parents are done uh-huh it was an accident. Uh-huh. They're just trying to get through to the next stage of life. I was not. I was I'm promised kidding. I was not an accident. <laughs> yeah, Trust me, I've course. asked. Yeah, yeah. Says, my mom always said we were either going to have another baby or buy a new house. And we did both. <laughs> that should tell you something right there. <laughs> so we, because we moved, uh-huh. they moved when I was One a was baby. intentional, <laughs> one was not. <laughs> and you don't accidentally buy a house. Yes. Just saying. But yeah, my oldest brother was way older than me. I always remember him as a man. I mean, I if I was four, when I really have some real memories developing, yeah. he was... He's a teenager. He was 13. And right. I do look back at pictures because sometimes I'm like, was my memory deceiving me? No, he looked like... He, he developed quickly. He... I don't. I think he's the only one among us that developed so quickly. He looked like a man at like 15, for real. So I'm like, okay, that, that adds up at least, but... Yeah, he always seemed so old to me, and I mean, you're yeah, you're in kindergarten. I he's a really, sophomore, or junior in high school at that point, right? I yeah, mean, I don't really remember him being around. Like yeah. my older two brothers, absolutely, like they were a huge part of my life. But this brother, I mean, he was around. Obviously, he was around, but I don't. He just wasn't a big part of things for me. He was hanging out with friends when I was in elementary school. He was. Talk about rebel. So like he but just what he, I mean. he moved so out he, very early. Yeah, he really wasn't around. By the time you mm-hmm. left elementary school, he was out of the house. And that's when you're getting into your adolescence and you're, you know. Yeah, he had moved out a bit when I was, I think, in, um, I was still, I was probably fourth or fifth grade. And then he, he eventually had come back again. But um, yeah, so he, think about that. Jeez, fourth or fifth grade. Okay, that's even putting things in perspective right. for me right now. Um. So, but my other two brothers very much. So I definitely felt like the brat. I definitely felt like. So in your, your other two brothers, to put it in perspective, uh-huh. their ages are. Four and are three and a half and five years. Yeah. So, but they were a year apart in school. Uh, so they were, they were so much like our Christopher and Nathan, even the relate, the personalities and the relationship. It's very interesting to me. Um, but, and, then there, and then there's you. Yeah, and I looked up to them. I thought they were hilarious. Um, I thought, I just wanted, you know, I think one of the difficulties about growing up, there was a, a, a pretty 
that's a pretty big age spread too, kind of really. I mean, it, not it <laughs> but considering that they were so close, right. and then I was like three years behind the next. So yeah. and actually four year four grades, I think. Yeah, and you're a girl, and, and I'm a girl, boys. and they're all boys, and I just felt like you know nobody wants to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. It's like they have to hang out with me sometimes. You know what I mean? And like not to have a pity party over here, but like that fucking shaped a lot of things, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And but I also remember. Like them also being proud of me. Like I remember my preschool was at my elementary school and I remember it was like, but it was only like, you know, a few hours a day and we didn't have recess with the other kids, but sometimes we would go outside with the other kids. So I remember a couple of times being out in the playground and like my brother Ben coming up, he must've been a fifth grader at the time and him coming up and being like, you know, just like all proud that he's my <laughs> big brother and like are these kids being mean to you better be nice to my sister like i don't i just have this vivid memory of that and feeling like oh cool and like, <laughs> like they would like walk me home from school when they remember <laughs> mostly <laughs> <laughs> but i just you know and then like my friends in the neighborhood we talked a little bit before about the different age trend like there was lots of different ages in the group that i was in um they all looked up to my brothers too, and I was the oldest of them. So it was kind of like, oh, I have the cool, cute, like all my friends had crushes on it. So it was like, oh, I have the cute, cool older brothers. Like, so in a way, I, I kind of felt like I was part of a, like a special group too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. But I feel like my brothers, we fought a lot. And I think there was, like constantly fought and we were home alone a lot. So constantly calling my dad at work and caught my dad like yell, like I'm going to get fired if you don't. I mean, he wasn't really, but he would just say that to get us to stop fighting and just, yeah, like fist fighting. Like, you know, it wasn't, yeah. it was terrible. Like I said, I had, I had a couple friends growing up and that's how they were with their older brothers. Uh huh. And I didn't have that experience at all. And yeah, I mean, and I, it's funny you say that talk, like I did look up to my older sister in, certain ways like for sure like oh she's older she has like no cooler friends like it was like definitely uh-huh. a thing okay. um you know at certain points mm-hmm. that i felt that more than others obviously but like so i can totally understand that you and i would imagine especially because of the neighborhood you grew up in and your friends that you had in the neighborhood like you had the older brothers mm-hmm. and i can only imagine that like you were probably cool because of that because they thought like, oh, your brothers are cool because they're like, they do all this stuff and yeah, like it's edgy and it's... Yeah. And sometimes like if my brothers were bored, they would do cool things. Like they would be like, we're going to make a haunted house for all your friends, you know? So, mm-hmm. and they were, the, my, my, like looking again, my brothers were brilliant and like did the coolest things creatively. Like it was, it was a cool childhood in that regard. And, and so, you know, yeah, it was always, they were looked up to in that way and um, but yeah, I think because again, I was a freshman when the youngest was a senior and our high school was 10 through 12. So I wasn't at the same school as him. So I never was with them in school. Like I was in school with them when I was in kindergarten and then I never was in school with them again. So it was very, there was a, there was a gap in that way. Um, and then they, so when I w- got into high school, they were all out of the house and I think I talked about this before I was it was just me and my mom and dad um but um I forgot what else I was gonna say I was gonna say yeah the thing is sorry that's it that's it that's the thing about that too is and I know we we did talk about this a little bit but like you were in the house with your mom and dad but I like even I can't because I can't relate to that and my younger sister too like she was basically three years behind me and so That's a long period of time, yeah. even though my important years too. older sister and I came home like in the summer and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it is, those are like major years to just be the only one in the house at that point. Yeah. And no one really came back for, I mean, never, no one ever came back together all at the same time under the mm-hmm. same roof. So that was sad. But um, you said something, I was going to say something and I forgot. Maybe I'll remember later. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um. No, I, I mean, that just, like I said, that's something that you don't think about as a middle child or, you know, an older sibling. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, my yeah. younger, so, youngest. Th- yeah, I'm going to say something about that because I feel like I cr- lost that. My, I, and this is probably a personality thing, a baby thing and a gender thing. But I felt like 
I just wanted my family together all the time. And they all, it's like, they were all ahead of me. So mm-hmm. even at a pretty, like, okay, Michael had left early. And also when I said I didn't remember him being around a lot, what I do remember about him being around is that he would break up fights between my brothers and I. So I remember him like coming in and being like, yelling at my other brothers like dude she's your little sister like you know like just kind of sticking up for More me of in a, a protector way. yeah yes I, I, there was a period where he became my protector in a way um so there was that but like i don't we had the same birthday but i don't really remember one-on-one time with him much mm-hmm. maybe it was there i just don't remember it um but i remember and i think i still feel like this maybe up until 10 years ago when i finally was like Maybe you should give up on this idea. <laughs> but like feeling like I just want everybody together. Mm-hmm. I, with holidays, can we just get everybody together? Like yeah. Christmas would be so important to me in my college years, like getting everybody home under one roof and like wanting to replicate everybody spending the night and waking up together on Christmas morning. I don't think that ever happened again, not once, because somebody was always not able to make it. Which is funny because that's my youngest sister is very much into getting everyone. I think replicating that same thing, getting everybody together. And over the years, we've had periods where we've been, me and my sisters have been closer and then, you know, we're closer to one and then, you know, the other. But like there is just life happens and, yeah, wanting that. But I can understand that like being like, you you missed out on a little piece of that being the youngest one. So yeah. now getting that back yeah. together and wanting that experience. Yeah. And I never got, and I remember my mom saying to me, you know, a son is a son. A daughter is a daughter for the rest of your life. A son is a son till he takes a wife. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like basically telling me like, look, your brother's wife's families are going to take priority and that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. And I hated that. But it was true. And (laughs) even if it's only a, you know, 60-40 split where, you know, it doesn't matter. It's still different. And having three older brothers, you know, three brothers where... And they were annoyed with me. Like, they would be like, you're so selfish. Like, you know, or whatever. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Like, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, you have no idea. Like, I mean, I could have been way more demanding or way more annoying, but it would just be like... I want to like everybody when is everybody going to get here like we said two o'clock is everybody going to get here at two o'clock so we mm-hmm. can open presents or have dinner or, or whatever it is like I you know it was just so important for me and like if we got together I like I want to look at pictures I want to reminisce and, and this was early on I feel like when I was just in my early 20s and my brother's just being annoyed like you're like bringing their girlfriends home and just being embarrassed like don't bring out pictures kind of situation <laughs> right, of you course, know what I mean of course <laughs> well I think it's funny because as you get older they probably desire it more to get together and have that experience. But, they, but again, life they've is... They've totally switched gear. I think some of them have yeah. switched gears in that regard, absolutely. But, but you're navigating through everybody's place in life and they're all over the place um, physically. And yeah, I have family. And trying yeah, to we're navigate not schedules and everything we, else. We, and we don't. like. I have a picture, I think, from 2018 with my mom and all of me and all of my brothers. And I think it was the first time we had all been together since Katie was a baby. So that was 2010. So like, it just, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And I don't, I honestly have, I have no, I don't think it's going to happen any, I don't know that it'll ever happen again, to be honest, because everybody is all over the place right now. Yeah. Living geographically all over the place. Right. Yeah. And trying to, trying to coordinate that. I mean, mm-hmm. it is that you just, you find, yeah, depending on your professions and everything else, that it's nearly impossible to mm-hmm. get everybody on the same page. So, yeah. But family has always been very important to me. And I think that, I don't know, I didn't read that anywhere, but I kind of feel like that's a youngest sibling thing. I see that with our youngest. I see her mm-hmm. very much yep. craving that family time, getting really excited when everybody's together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I think the boys enjoy it, but there is a part of them that also placates a little bit. Like, okay, we'll do it. But they'd rather be doing their own things yeah well to, actually i'm pretty impressed is. because considering i maybe maybe it would have happened when i was a kid i guess it could have but it's not uncommon for the boys to say look we should play a game tonight 
True. They that's do true. that. That's true. But there's other times where I guess even I push for it versus yeah. You there's know, times when we're like, like we're, hey, I want to watch a movie or something. Well, eh, you know. Yeah, it's but like, there's they've also initiated. But it. they have. You're right. They they get if of if of course it's, you do it more, but yeah. But if it if it's been a little while, they will like we should play a game tonight. Mm-hmm. We should go do something. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I felt bad. They wanted to play family football. Yeah, they always initiate and I'm like, it's, family it's football. It's like thirty some mile an hour winds out here. I don't still don't feel great, and I'm like, sorry guys, I'm not. I don't want to go. Not doing that. I so bad too, but. I know because every time they ask, I feel <laughs> obligated to be like, yes. And it's always fun, but like, it yeah, is. I'm like, I'm just, I can't, I don't have the energy to do that today, guys. Sorry. Yeah. So we couldn't that was, it. but that's the first time. I mean, obviously it's February and the weather is, was like 50 degrees or 40 some degrees. Uh-huh. And, but I think another thing about being the youngest is that you're observed as the spoiled one. Mm-hmm. I think that I definitely got a lot of that. A lot. Um, I would argue otherwise. I still argue otherwise, especially when we talk about monetary situations. But um, yes, I did. Like my brothers had, there was a rule. My parents had decided we all, we all took driver's training, you know, when at 50, but my parents had told, said with all of my brothers, you're not getting your license when you turn 16. Like there's no, first of all, they weren't going to buy him a car and they didn't, my parents did not want them driving their cars and they didn't want their insurance rates to go up. So, so, so that was the reason for not getting their yep, licenses. So they okay. were told you'll get your license when you're 18. Um, one of them may have ended up getting his, I think, maybe when he was 17 because of logistics. I think it was just kind of like, yeah, the other one was like 19, had gotten his and had gotten a car. So I think maybe, you know, you know how that works out. But when I was 16, I got my license right away mm-hmm. because I got a job and I needed to get back and forth to work. And actually my one of my brothers had moved back home at the time. And the rule with our family was if you go live in a dorm, you we're paying for you to live in a dorm. But if you're gonna commute to school, then we'll buy you a car. So this brother was a student at Michigan State at the time and he was commuting. So he got a car and it was such a piece of shit and I would share it with him. I mean, it was I it was terrible. It broke down so badly that my dad finally had to start driving me to work and it would require him to leave work early. So they caved and got me a car pretty early on. So I never lived that down. I like, bet. I, I can only hear, imagine. Like I heard about it for years. That thought of getting their license <laughs> back then at 18 Well, and I got a car. Because I got a, I had a car. crazy. Like we were my, like 16, boom, you got your license. Yeah. Well, I don't, it wasn't even mostly that. It's that I got my own car too. Yeah. You know, because like even if you had your license, it's like, okay, mom and dad aren't going to let us drive. They didn't, they never let us drive their cars. They did not trust us with their cars. So that was never a thing, anyways. My sister got a car. My oldest sister got a car when she got her license. They bought it off the neighbor. It was like a 1984. I think we even talked about this, but, um, you know, it was a clean car, but it was a, you know, small station wagon, not the most attractive vehicle. Yeah. Now it would actually be pretty cool to have. Yeah. My brother had a 1981 Ford Escort and it had been owned, I believe it had been owned by an elderly person that barely drove it. So this was like probably 1995, 96. Yeah. So that was even later than. So it was a pretty old car (laughs) at the time. And I mean, seriously, he would he, I don't know what he did to it, but like you could, it got to the point where if you hit the brake, it would stall. So he would figure out how to like coast into a light and put it in neutral and like, like that got uh-huh. too sophisticated for me. So I'm, everybody agreed I shouldn't drive it. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good but, thing. Um, and then the real kicker was my mom got me that car. It was actually, my mom was an insurance agent and she had a business partner and he was looking to sell a car. So she bought it off him and got it for me. And it was a surprise and it was kind of a big deal. And then she decided one day, I had it for about a year, and one day she called me in the house and she was like, what are you doing today? And I was like, I don't know, blah, blah. and she's like, well, no, you're not. You're coming with me to the dealership because I'm about to buy a new car and you're going to get my car. So then I got her car, Wow. which felt yeah. like, like so, like, because the other one was like, like not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> this one was like, woohoo. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice. Uh... Yeah. And not like my parents didn't drive fancy cars or anything, but obviously yeah. it was like her current car at the time. And, you know, they they kept their cars for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we were, we were spoiled in that way because my dad worked for Ford. So we had, my sister got that car and she drove that and she drove me to school um, while she had it. And then I think I had that car for a little bit. And then my dad got a second lease, a Cougar from work. They had some, you know, they, can't re- they re-released it again. And it was super, I think it was pretty cheap. But mm-hmm. we had, so we had a brand new Cougar that, I drove with my sister uh-huh. 
for the most part i drove it um again this was after the station wagon for a few years but um actually that was like late late teens when we had the cougar Um, still so but she got to drive that yeah and then we had a full-size van and so it's like well she wanted the when she my younger sister got her license when she wanted the cougar then i drove the full-size van it's like but i get it they probably my dad probably didn't want her driving the full-size van yeah and you're agreeable so you're not gonna put up a fight yeah now (laughs) now the full-size van would probably be pretty cool too like i mean not at 44 but i'm just saying like to be like you're 20 dude you got a full-size van like you know load it up with people and yeah let's go for a ride sure i know that's, that's how that's how i rolled back <laughs> exactly then. yeah my my neighbor had a, her parents gave her their minivan when she turned 16 so she drove that around so she had a cool cool car it was a nice one it was it was the fancy kind the but one yeah. with the rotating captain's chairs that uh-huh, we talked yeah, about before. Yeah. <laughs> um but anyways yeah so which we, is, li- we lived within walking distance of our high school. So it's not like anybody needed a car. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everything was just, we lived pretty close. So I'm just going to say this. I'm going to sound like a boomer, but I still like every time I pull into the high school now and look at the cars in the parking lot and stuff, our kids obviously go to a, a, a nicer school, but I look at the cars and I'm like, this is not anywhere like this when we were because in high I school, just, as far as the type of cars that like kids had. It's just like with anything. Had. I mean, with every generation, yeah. like they just—it's better and better yeah, and better. Just and more privileged. All yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm even what our kids sure drive, too. but it's like yeah, it's just I mean, like everybody had. Most people had beaters. Yeah. When we were in high school. Yeah, I had again. I had a. Uh, I've talked about this before, but I had a Plymouth Reliant K car, and it was blue, but like the hood was all like faded off like i don't know by the sun or whatever and back then maybe you still can but you could go to meyer and you could get a paint spray paint match so i but it would like wouldn't last long so i would have to go like every six weeks and respray paint it i mean you do anything to make your car look better back yeah. then yeah i think it's funny because my dad had one of his cars from work he got a um mustang convertible and so he let me drive that a couple times to school and my so i remember having that though and it was like never. of course having that you know as a stick shift and but having that in the parking lot was like the coolest I mean, so my boyfriend high school boyfriend i dated him like just about all through high school his dad worked for gm and he was in some sort of like um like design job where he got to just drive a new car home every day too and he would also like I mean, Cadillacs like bring home these souped up. What was um, I don't remember. There was some sports cars at times, but he would we would go driving, joyriding around in them. Like mm-hmm. my parents would never like they wouldn't even let me yeah. drive their own car. The liability actually, with that, my parents would be like, no way. Well, I would never do it with our kids, and it, it it's actually <laughs> shocking to me that my dad trusted me enough to do that. I look back and I'm like, well, that says something about he did trust me. I remember he had a Lincoln, maybe he trusted you or he didn't care. No, he trusted me. He did care. Trust me. He, he, if something happened to it, like my ass would be, yeah, it would be over for me. But I remember he had a Lincoln Continental um, for a little while. And I remember taking that out at night one time. We went to like fast food and I pulled out and the power steering went out. And I was like, and I had kind of like floored it out of the parking lot, of course, because I thought I was cool. And then the power steering went out and I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, I'm going to be in, tra-. and I, I didn't do anything. But I didn't know it at the time, and I didn't know what was wrong. But all of a sudden, that went out, and I was like, "So fortunately, you know, it's like there was nothing I did; it, it just happened." But mm-hmm. I'm like, "I'm going to get in trouble for this," and it's like I didn't even do anything, but I was mm-hmm. so worried about that. Yeah. So no, I trust me; it was it was a thing. He knew, I knew that if something were to happen. No, I know, but I'm just, but also th- like you could get in an accident and not yeah. be your fault. Um, and yeah, okay, so, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what does that have to do with sibling or birth order theory? I don't know, but yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with it. I that whole birth order theory thing and like do you, you said, do you think it's, that you were given special? You were the only kid that was allowed to drive his cars, being the middle child. Oh, that's <laughs> a work good. Cars? That is a good question because I'm trying to think like when he had certain cars or even um, prior to that. I, I I don't know. I don't know if my older sister got to drive like my younger sister sister drove the cougar that we had but that was kind of like an extra car that was for us to use Mm -hmm. i mean so it wasn't my dad's car my mom's car um i don't know i don't because i don't remember him having one of the cooler cars when they had their license to know if they did drive it ever do you feel curious to 
so do you feel like everybody we've kind of talked about this in a previous episode but it relates to this topic so we'll talk more about it do you feel like everyone in your house pretty much had the same rules or do you feel like they loosened with each child or you know because I've talked about how I, I didn't have the same rules that my brothers had and I had some more actually and my mom admitted it was because I was a girl um so I would say that I don't I think that pre-Germany, when we moved to Germany, I was a junior. My older sister had already graduated and stuff. Um, I think age-based you know, rules kind of stuck. I don't think that they were that much different between my older sister and me as far as those rules went. I could be wrong on that. Um, and then my younger sister, I feel, I think she had as much freedom as I did. I think, and I'm trying to, I'm, I, honestly, I'm trying to go back because a lot of my memories are like post-high school when I moved back home for a period of time mm. and feeling like I had the same rules imposed on me then. Mm. And like, I'm pretty much an adult at mm. this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, probably, no, I'm not 21. You probably were legally an adult. Yes. That's what I'm, I'm not 21, <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, 19 years old. So cur- having a curfew in certain things, it's like, okay, come on. Like I always find that interesting because I hear that a lot from people as an adult now that like, you, they go away to college and obviously there's no rules, but then they come back home and the parents are stressing out because the kids come in and out whenever they want and it's more stressful to them because so, it's almost like it's better when they're away from home and I don't right. know what's going on, but I can't handle this coming in the door in the middle of the night thing. So looking now to where we are, uh-huh. like if Nick, you know, came back and he's like, you know, I'm going to stay with you guys and stuff like... I do feel like I don't want you coming in at three in the morning. I don't want to worry about that. Right. I don't want a police like, who is this coming in my house? What's uh-huh, going on? Are uh-huh. what are you coming home? Like, so I, I do have a different appreciation for that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even if I felt like it was overbearing. Yeah. I, that's me too. Cause like I, these are coworkers that I've had these conversations with and I've actually kind of called them out on it. And then they're like, yeah, no, I totally agree in the hypocrisy there, yeah. but it's like, it's terrible. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could see that, I guess. Yeah, so I'm I I guess now I see it differently. It's not like it wasn't the curfew. It was the disruption and the worry. Yes. Not not the curfew to be you need to be home at midnight and this is what it is. It's like, no, we don't yeah. we don't want to worry about where you are or if and when you're coming home and Which I all of that, can't so. imagine myself not worrying once like a kid moves out and just being like uh, are they back where they're supposed to be? It's coming up are they, quickly are they, and it's going to be interesting. Um, can, you know, Buckle up. <laughs> but yeah, so I always ask my dad, like, because I feel like my dad and I are very similar in that way. And I'm always just like, how? And maybe it's just because he's a dad and he doesn't care as much, but <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But, but, you but he would like, I'm like, how did you deal with that? Like, honestly, like we, we moved out. Like you, you're still like, breathing like you survived it like how did and, you and i guarantee that? between you and your brothers that you when you were younger like you know going into college i'm sure you and your dad checked in way more often than he probably did with your brothers at that point maybe not i don't think do you so. think it was the same do you think it was across the board I think that he my was... dad is the parent that yeah checks in the most i think it mm, probably a daily thing okay uh, yeah i think that maybe there's one or two that probably maybe like rebelled against that so maybe he didn't but the ones that didn't rebel against it i think i feel like i talk to him like all the time and i think i have another brother that talked to him pretty regularly too yeah even when like i got when i got my first real job out of college my dad and i had the same employer but like we would email each other back and forth like i feel like multiple times a day (laughs) like (laughs) just like 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 people would text or something you know what i mean like maybe not multiple times a day but no i hear you maybe at first it felt like that too because i mean again no same employer so it's just like this kind of thing where you're just like you're new and obviously it's a bit was a big employer but well yeah a gigantic employer (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so that will be really difficult for the rules for me i feel like I was a lot more social than my brothers. Well, I had one brother that was quite social, but I don't think he started that until maybe his junior or senior year. And I feel like maybe mine started a little earlier. 
And once I became social, I feel like I was never home, like at all. And I think, so then there was a curfew instituted for me, like on weeknights, you need to be home by 10. And I made sure I was not home until 10. And then weekends, midnight. And then I would like, I think about one weekend a night, I was allowed to quote, stay the night with a friend. So I would take advantage of that. This is when you were in high school? Yeah, but only one weekend a night or one night a weekend because obviously my mom's like, I want you home okay. sometimes. And I was like, why? We don't even talk when I'm home. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> and obviously in hindsight, I get it. Like, you need to be home sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because our kids, obviously, they don't they don't stay the night. They go out and do their thing a little bit, but they don't stay any at anybody else's house. But uh-huh. even just knowing they're here is like they can stay in the room for hours and Christopher and Nathan can stay in the room doing yeah. whatever, talking, hanging out, watching yeah. sports, yeah. watching or playing video games. Yeah. But there's some. Yeah. We don't even make them hang out with us either. You right. know, like we're like, we're pretty separated. But I, when we're but I get that if, when they're, together. when they're gone, there's this empty feeling versus when they're yes. here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is going to be really hard because it's, again, it's coming up soon. Yes. That they won't be here. And obviously Katie will be. Yeah, especially because I keep encouraging Nathan to go out of state for school. <laughs> I know. We're going to be doing a lot of traveling. I tell, him, I tell him that he should. I'm like, you have a lot of opportunity to really yeah. spread your wings and fly. And I, I'm, you know, if I, if I were in your shoes, I would consider that for sure. Yes, as much as I, I'm very conflicted about that mm-hmm. for selfish reasons. For his own personal growth and for his future, like I'm totally on board with that. I think that would be fantastic if that opportunity presented itself at the right school where it was like, you know, this is this seems like a good fit. Yeah, I would I would absolutely support that and would love that. Yeah, that my my you know dad side selfish side says I want you close to me because I want to see you all the time. So of course I know. I, I mean we well one thing I've always told all the kids. Like, if there's nothing holding you back, then don't let it hold you back. Like, you have one life to live. If you have the ability to go to the best school in the country, by all means, go to the best school in the country. Like, take advantage of that opportunity. Like, don't, there's nothing that should hold you back from that. If you don't, and if you don't, that's okay too. But like, push yourself to where, like, push yourself, you know, because there's different abilities with all the time among the four kids with us. And so, like, not everybody has the ability to go to the best school in the country. That's okay, but do something to uh, sound so corny, but spread your wings and fly. Like yeah. seriously, don't hold yourself back. Well, especially not, yeah. not this time. I mean, that's one here. example: is go to the best school. But no matter what you do, strive. Well, I for, know for Nathan that that's important to him. Yeah, of course. That's something that he like is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I, you know, we've both talked about that a lot. Is that I do worry about that. That again, being a people pleaser that he's like, well, I don't want to upset somebody or make, you know, so I, and it's like, no dude, like seriously, if you get the opportunity, like go be you, go, go do what you want to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which we tell all the kids. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. So like, and if some of them are like, I need to stay home another year, then stay home another year. Like do like do what you need to do, but don't do anything for anyone else. Exactly. Do it for you. Exactly. 100%. 100%. I know I was talking to Katie because she also probably, I don't know, we'll see, but showing signs of being able to have a lot of options when it comes to the world of academics. And if, you know, where that would take her. And it is, it's hard. It's like, oh, well, you know, don't do it for me. But like... (laughs) But but yeah, yeah if you so, go like across the country, like oh. I was gonna say. So it's that you know. For but you're you, not even anxious like me. Like you could right. handle that much more easily than I can. I could, but yeah, I was gonna say from that standpoint, I definitely could handle it easier than you. Mm-hmm. But the idea and the thought of it still is like. Mm-hmm. But then I don't get to see you. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about if you know, even wherever they end up going, wherever Christopher goes or whatever, like mm-hmm. I want to be able to drive and go to lunch on the weekend you know with them like meet mm-hmm. up with them and do that stuff and depending yeah. where they're at like well that might happen like once a semester or something but yeah um well it does go by pretty quickly though. yeah but anyway but it is what it is and at that point like you said you should go to the best 
place yeah. that's right for you. Yeah. So anyway. Yes. And so I was a homebody when I was a kid and I would have wanted to stay home for another year when I graduated. And it was hard enough for me to go to a school that was 20 minutes away from my house. I wanted to commute, but I was strongly encouraged to spread my wings and fly, which I often have kept my mom kind of had to do for me, which I've talked about a lot. And she was like, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. And I was uncomfortable the whole time, but like, I'm so glad that she made me do it. She was, and, and, and even though I did it and I was miserable and I, you know, for much of it and I didn't embrace the whole, the way that maybe she did when she was there because both of my parents went to Michigan State. She's not an anxious person and mm-hmm. she's pretty extroverted and. Um, yeah, very much so. Yeah. So she had, a, you know, she really embraced that experience, but in my own way I did too, you know, so, which we've talked about in another episode. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I just think it's funny because I also feel like every kid is different. And as the baby in the family, I think it was just kind of like feeling, I didn't feel the what some of those bullet points talked about as far as like hurrying up to catch up to everybody else. I felt like I had an excuse to be behind everyone else. Mm-hmm. So for anything for me, it was like, I don't have to do this because I'm supposed to be in the back i'm supposed to be yeah delayed so i wonder though again that's where i think i I wonder if um you know gender comes into that if you were a boy and you had three older brothers if it would have been more like the race to you know compete more be yes because i think there was always this like oh you're you're the only you're the baby and you're a girl Mm -hmm. you know yeah but that that lets you kind of be like yeah i'm the youngest and i'm different than you so it it Maybe it didn't feel like you were, because yeah. I think that's the same thing with me and my sisters. Like, yeah, we, I mean, I didn't feel as like I was competing or trying to catch up. I know I didn't feel that with my older sister and my younger sister. I don't know. Yeah, again, I can't speak for her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I wonder if I had an older brother, I think I probably would have felt that more. Yeah. Just just based on friends Maybe. with older brothers I, that you would look up to their older brother. Well, I think it, they kind of alluded to that yeah. in some of the, that. So I, I get that. You know, I actually have a good sibling story because actually I was talking to you about this last weekend and I was like, oh, I got to remember to bring this up one day in our podcast. We were going on a nature walk a couple weekends ago mm-hmm. and I was telling you how when we were younger, my family would go on hikes. My, I think it was at Gun Lake and um, I was must have been. I remember my mom would always call me Solo. She would be like, okay, Solo, come on, hurry up, Solo, because I'd be bringing up the rear. And at the time, I was always like, why is she calling me Han Solo? Like, that doesn't make any sense, because I didn't know what Solo Mm -hmm. meant. (laughs) At one point, I remember going when I was a little older, and my brothers, this is what what older siblings, maybe even especially brothers do to little sisters, but definitely older siblings do to little siblings. We were in the, like, we took, like, a pit stop at, like, a creek or a river or something, and, like, we were just kind of, like, walking on the rocks, and all of a sudden, my brothers were like, oh, my God, like, Anne-Marie, look, jewels, and, like, I saw these, like, red gemstones and these turquoise gemstones and gold gemstones. I was like, oh, my God, like, I thought that I was, like, was, like, living in the movie Goonies. I was like, we've discovered the treasure. I was so so excited it was so magical and i'm like scooping it up and then i think guilt must have come over them because i feel like at one point one of them was like well wait you know it could be just candy or something (laughs) and i remember like what no there's no way and then all of a sudden they had to like admit that it was like their candy that they were like throwing in the water and i I like i want to know what believed it what kind of shitty hard candy they were throwing in there were they like those cinnamon like red like hard yeah, candy yeah, well, things they're, like they're, they're the turquoise ones and there's gold and the there's red ones. oh yeah like Werther's originals like seriously no even better because they look like jewels and they yeah. used to, and you know they used to do uh, other horrifying story that brought up is that I, I got my first cabbage patch kid when i was in first grade and this is how i don't know maybe this was age appropriate maybe i'm just especially gullible but i remember one day my brother was like messing with my cabbage patch kid and like punching it and like shaking it and then all of a sudden he's like you know that they can feel this right and i was like no they can't and they were like no seriously like and they went in this whole elaborate story about how cabbage patch kids were once real babies grown in a pat cabbage patch but they were killed so that they could become dolls for children but they could still feel and hear everything you did such to them an awful horrific <laughs> 
story horror movie. But I like believed it. And I, or, and I remember like, I don't think I like admitted that I believed it, but in my own mind, I sat there and like, could they possibly be telling me mm-hmm. the truth right now? Did, would he take the lie this far? And yeah. then, I, and then, so then he'd like punch it and he's like, it can feel this. It can feel this. And I'm like, <laughs> stop terrible. it. Stop it. <laughs> Well, and again, that 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 totally goes to the age difference too. I mean, they were they were so much older than you. Like, of course, you're gonna believe that most uh-huh. likely at that age, you know? Yeah. I and that know. they would also pull that on you yeah. because that seems. Yeah. So in the beginning of this episode, when we talked about the kind of fights you might get into, and I was like, "Oh, so boring." And you were like, "Yeah, it doesn't really compare maybe to the, some of the things that you and your brothers." Uh huh. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, my sisters probably have some decent stories but i you never told them that their cabbage patch kids were murdered but and and but then also could still feel everything yeah i don't think so i don't think that ever was a conversation (laughs) in uh, our house so not that i not that i recall but anyway yeah there's many more stories like that for me Uh uh-huh that's traumatic that's traumatic that was not true trust me there's actual real (laughs) trauma i won't share just kidding all right really not really (laughs) i am all right. Well, I love you. You, I love you, you too. You got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Signing off. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.